now recording. Okay. I feel like he did something <laughs> and it just <laughs> didn't work at all. It so, cut out again. Oh, we heard yeah, nothing. We all were waiting. Yeah. We thought you <laughs> weren't saying anything on strike. <laughs> oh, well, he peaked. That's enough. This is the literal worst one yet. Yeah, probably. I'm sure half our fans hate it and half our fans laugh at it. If they're well, anything like me, they absolutely laugh at it. The half that hate it quit listening a long time ago. <laughs> That's true, probably. <laughs> Number one comment. Uh, stop moaning at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, welcome everyone to the proverbial final, final episode of Sinister Shenanigans in Space. Little epilogue episode. Plus... We'll have a post-campaign discussion at the end. Season one. Might want to clarify. One. Yeah, season finale one. of season one. Yes, yeah, finale of season one. Finale of forever. See ya, boys. Yeah, <laughs> see ya, cowboy. Uh, anyway, so to recap, you guys just defeated the big baddie Quay Kozak, and got out of Dodge. Andre Star got out way sooner than you guys. Yeah, I did. Um, and it's nowhere to be found. And you guys all get back on your ship. Alright, so, epilogue time. You know, fade to black. Unknown unknown amount of time passing type thing. Where we are see they our, now? Yeah, where are they now? We see our drow, Draystar, in a white marble hall, kneeling before a throne. You see a female drow standing next to a massive chair. Seated in that throne is a buff yet majestic drow matriarch. The mother just gives a slight smirk and raises her wine glass. For House Dyer echoes throughout the hall. We see Draystar's head bowed, and as a bead of sweat drips from his face, he gives a slight smile. We then pan down to the depths of their castle into a dungeon and hear a grumble, a monstrous roar erupting from a dark room. Back on the ship, we see Callius researching Callendell's notes. And after some time, he's able to form a portal. Darflon can see his hometown of Anchor through it. Adlai and Virgil are astonished and gleam with excitement. Darflon turns to look back. He looks at Draystar's old room and furrows his brow. Darflon will go home, but he has to take out the trash first. Yeah, he does. Yeah. What does that even mean? Guess we'll find out. Find <laughs> out. In a, next time. Next time. <laughs> uh, fade to black. Uh, while this is happening, though, um, we then we also see little photo scamper by off down the hall, carrying a bucket with liquid sloshing about. He brings it into his room. Auntie is in there coiled around reading some old book that you guys grabbed from the Serenian lair. She looks up and says, Do you really want this? And Photo simply nods and pulls out a skull. The skull of Kozak. I trust you. Auntie then draws a blade and carves a circle into the bone, removing the top of its cranium. Photo then pours this bucket of liquid onto the exposed brains of our late foe. Why As the water's brain still there. Huh? 
He ripped he it sh- out. I thought he shriveled up. No, 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 y'all removed his head, or he shriveled up, and then y'all took his head. So his brain would still be there. Um, as the water splashes, you see something squirm and slither around. There are these little tadpoles coming out from the bucket. Serranian tadpoles. They slither and snake their way into the brain of our tendrilled skull. Or, of the tendrilled skull. Gnashing and gnawing and screaming come from the bony bowl. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) After some time, Photo and Auntie peer inside, and it's empty, except for two tadpoles, and they're eating each other. Photo pokes one, and it lets go of its prey, but is then swiftly swallowed by its own predator, leaving one tadpole left. Auntie lifts the squirming monster and guides it towards Photo. It latches onto his head and bites, slithers, and squeezes its way behind Photo's eye. Auntie quickly picks up Photo and lays him in a bathtub full of water. While all that's happening, Callius, you went back to your room after helping Darflon, proving to Darflon that he can go home. You went back to your room and sat deep in thought. Something about helping helping him gave you an idea. You stand up, and you start to cast warp reality. Whatever you're doing is so is a powerful strain on your body. And then flash. We see Callius in an apartment. We see two other Kaber here as well. One is climbing out a window. The other is closing up a hidden wall panel. They snap their heads around at you. Before any words can be said, the front door busts in. You see two vests. They look identical, nearly, and a skittermander and a human step inside. The human breaks the silence and says, Mr. Navier, you get... Wait, who are you? The vests raise their their huge guns towards you. Take it away, E. What does Callius do? Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, the first vest, his eyes just melt out of his head when a powerful mind thrust just completely obliterates his brain. Mac. Second one, we're going to take out the two vests first. Second one just gets torn up by the disintegrator pistol. He's melting, hole in his chest, hole in his thigh, one right through his throat. He's just gurgling and making awful noises. Um, The skittermander, uh, he gets off a couple of shots, don't get through the shield that Callus always carries around with him. Um, which gives him an idea. He takes the shield and shoves it straight through the mouth of the Skittermander, cutting his head clean in half. And then he just takes a look at Jensen and contemplates what he could do. What he could do. And then it's not even magical. He raises his pistol and shoots him right between the eyes, and it's over, just like that. Satisfaction, reeling. Did you make him roll for the the shooting jet? Yeah, I was gonna say, Callius can't shoot. Can't shoot, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Theater of the mind. This is like a cutscene. Yeah, it's a cutscene. You don't have to worry about rolls in it. And I'd rather shoot over his head, get mad, get mad, and mind thrust him as well. (laughs) Yeah, that would that'd be really funny. Miss and just mind thrust him. I thought of him being like, I don't even know you, but pulling like a Thanos thing. Yeah, 
With that, four dead bodies lay in the front in the doorway of this apartment. With the danger gone, Callius, you turn towards that wall panel that your father is guarding. You give a wink, and then you fade from existence. Callius, you suddenly wake up on the floor of your room on the ship. You shake your throbbing headache away as your comm unit pings. It's a message from your mom. She's asking your how things are going. Calling. Yeah. She's asking how things are going and that she hasn't heard from you in a few months. Uh huh. Back in Photo's room. All right. Some, we see Auntie wrap up a tiny being in a blanket and sets them down on the bed. We pan up this, the body of this being to reveal a gray, leathery skin, five tendrils draped from his tiny mouth, and a purple flower blooming from his head. Yellow eyes open, and a toothy grin stretches across his face. Photo's a, photo's a Serranian, guys. What? That's right. Ghost is a Serranian. No, he's, he's now a Serranian. <laughs> that was a joke. Don't lie to me. Okay. That was a joke. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right, so fast forward a little bit. You know, as the party's traveling across the cluster, getting supplies for what the, whatever their next big mission is, who knows what it is, right? Um, it's it's to murder all of the drow race, something like that. Uh, we find Thanatos and Callius working tirelessly with math equations, runes, ancient magic texts. Cyrilla and Doric help wherever they can. And late into the night, our two brothers stand back to marvel at their work on this massive blackboard they've been writing on. All the equations and magical math lead to one result. Grand sacrifice equals lichdom. Callius and Thanos or Callius and Thanatos look at each other and say in unison, Draystar. Sick. So it sounds like the dream team is heading to Aposte. To have a few words uh, and some yeah. other things with House Dyer. But who cares about that? Back on the streets of Aura Prime, we see a hooded man walking. He then stares at a puddle of water and his dark reflection. He raises a finger on, it, on his hand and stabs his face. Sparks and blood spew across the cement, and we're left with a mangled face beneath the broken facial plate. A red eye glows to life, and a whisper slips through his lips. I am... Infinite? Dun-dun-dun-dun. So stupid. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the dumbest ending I've ever seen. I was debating on which one of the epilogues I needed to end on. I thought that was the best one. I hated it. That's why I I did it. He is infinite. Anyway, guys, yeah, that's how technically our season one of Sinister Shenanigans is going to end. With the Dream Team preparing for some big final fight. Um, but don't think we're not going to do that out. Play that out. A couple months from now, we'll we'll have ourselves a little bonus. Boner. No, not a boner. But a bonus, he says I don't have one. Yeah, a bonus <laughs> few episodes where we will return to the dream team and witness their the creamiest of the cream teams. Yeah, witness their uh, assault Cre- on House Dyer. The creamiest boys. But yeah, 
that's it, guys. That's our campaign. So now, let's start the post-campaign talk. All right. I had a few notes of some talking points to keep us somewhat organized. Organize so, me, Jeff. So starting off with what was everyone's favorite moment throughout the story? Since uh, I'll just go in the order of our Discord thing. So Cameron, what was your favorite moment? Uh, I'd like to pass and come back oh, okay. to me. You can probably start with Tackett. I'm sure he's got a good one. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tackett then. Do you have one? I mean... Finally, having the opportunity to betray the entire team was probably my favorite moment. Yeah, how'd I know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've only been building to it. What a jerk. <laughs> only been building to it for the entire campaign, basically. Listen, guys, we're family. Y'all don't need to attack House don't, Tyra. Don't tell me about family. The only reason this, I became This is not Olive Garden. Murder you and everyone you love. This is not Olive Garden. Is that what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> is it an Olive Garden? Is it a family thing? You may be here, but you're not family. <laughs> nice. You're out of uh you're out of Dom's family. Dom yeah. Toretto. Yeah. It's all about family. Uh Matt, do you have a favorite moment? Oh man, favorite moment. See, I feel like everybody else's favorite moment, I could be wrong, but it's going to be like, you know, some some pivotal point in our adventure. And I, I'm just really here for the small moments, really. Like uh yeah. Nice. Like way back. I think it was like the first episode that the uh that we actually recorded. It was very close to the beginning. I think it was the Capos condo. That was the first yeah. episode, yeah. Yeah, when when we interrogated uh I can't remember what his name is now. Uh but we, we ended up like Killing the homeless guy, which sounds awful in hindsight now that I'm yes. talking about it being yes. a favorite <laughs> moment. <laughs> but like, you know that. And then was that the same episode Draystar shot the kid? Or was that before? Uh, uh, that was after. was after. It was before. Was yeah, that after? It was after. Okay. That was yeah. another uh, good moment that I yeah. did enjoy. It's just one, those those yeah. things that we kinda we kinda run into and then, you know, nobody was planning for it, but just rolling on the the evil nature of all our characters. We just, we keep going until we've, you know, gone too far for, you know, what any of us are actually comfortable with. But since this is make believe, we, uh, we just keep going. Also the knuckle sandwich thing. When, when we just walk <laughs> into the bar and I just decided to start punching people in the face. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. Darflon, you did some punching. That's for sure. Of a lot of characters. And and mostly in the bars, almost every bar. I think you, you know, well, that's true to form for Darflon. That's kind of where he started. Yeah, that's true. Darflon. Yeah. Darflon was in prison because he punched a guy and then killed him. Yeah. It was, it was interesting because playing Darflon at the beginning, it was more like, I was just kind of like me and then I would do evil things, but I was pretty much me just (sighs) if I were evil. And then at the end I was just like, ah, Darflon is just this dude that doesn't give a crap. And he's just gonna, he's going to say what he wants to and punch whoever he wants to. And if we have to throw hands or throw hammers, we'll throw hammers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ethan. Oh gosh, man. Like of gameplay or just in general? Yes, in general. I mean, it could be Here. gameplay. You could do both if you want. I'll take it if you're not ready. Okay. Uh, I didn't say I wasn't ready. That's why okay. I said I'll take it if you're not ready. <laughs> uh, the very first moaning of Craig. Okay. 
I went back and listened to that so many times because every single one of you had a reaction and it was amazing. And it was like, I cried. I laughed so hard, but of gameplay. um, Oh man. Uh, I think we really, this wasn't even in the podcast, but we really bonded as characters over that murder suicide. We staged. Oh man, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, I've got I got something I can talk about about that in a minute. <laughs> oh gosh, okay. I don't know that I'm ready uh, for this. But that was before <laughs> that was before we started recording. It so was. We, we can talk about that in a second because yeah. quite a ways. There's a there's a yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, Cameron, you said you were ready. So what's your favorite moment? I'm gonna say the hand grenade, the dud hand grenade we lobbed into the apartment i lobbed into the apartment of the woman who we tracked down from <laughs> i forgot father about that. yeah father died on uh the broken seat and we tracked yeah. her down on Aura prime and we left her with a hand grenade and she thought it was about to blow up yeah that whole thing was ad lib i mean it was like what what do we does he even have kids and i was like i sure family yeah and then y'all wanted to go visit the family, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Skyler, what was your favorite moment? Uh, I a Serenian. No, uh, I that's just out of spite, just to kill Drystar and his whole family and everyone he loves. Um, no, my favorite intro was the one where. We started like sort of humming whatever our intro is, and then Matt just did the intro like oh, <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Mm-hmm. That was uh, good because we were doing it all wrong, and then Matt just goes, "Nah," because like and he just does the whole thing, which is perfect. I loved that. I also uh, really enjoyed the solving of the when we were in that one facility, and everybody was like. Again, taken over and stuff. It's where we found the helmet. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Thanatos, his way of solving not being <laughs> an idiot was literally just to become an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I cursed was, him with the stupid. Really good. Yeah, uh, which was which is one of my favorite solutions to to any of the puzzles. Yeah. All right. Uh, next next talking point is uh, least favorite. So Starship Combat. Uh, I'd like to go first. All of Starship Combat. I'd like to go first. <laughs> okay, Every Cameron. second we spent using Roll Twenty. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag Roll Twenty is the worst. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors of Roll Twenty for being the worst virtual <sighs> tabletop that it can possibly exist. God, they weren't the worst before. Hashtag I once was lost, but now I'm found. Oh. Yes, <laughs> boundary. <laughs> All right. Well, has anybody got a worst moment, worst least favorite moment? Uh, this other already, than that, this has already been mentioned. I think in our text back and forth. But I remember the Invisible Beast distinctly because I had yes. a laser. Yes. <laughs> yes. Long arm, I, and I was so mad. <laughs> like really, because I didn't. I never played Starfinder before, so I really didn't know this mechanic. But I was just like, oh my! This was this is infuriating. It was so bad. I can and tell then, you. It turns out I did it wrong anyway, and y'all should have just died, probably. Yeah, we should have. That was before. Was that was before we started recording, though, wasn't it? Wasn't that like yeah. the week before? Yeah, it a was a little ways before. Yeah. Basically, you guys went on a bounty hunting mission, 
to the moon of Mel, which is like a farming moon. And it's some weird monster killing cattle and people, and it was invisible. And you all had laser weapons. And I didn't realize the rule was that if they're that invisible means you're immune to lasers. Yeah. So even though they were invisible and still terrible for like level four or five, whatever you guys were, or something. Yeah, you guys were like level four because I think it was level five. Actually, you know what? I can look over here. I started. I'm sharing my my log of uh stuff. Yeah, you guys were level three. It looks like, and the creature was level five. So it was two levels higher and invisible. I think and the word you're looking for was broken OP. Yeah, it was broken and OP. It was more OP than I realized. But yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I can tell you what mine is. Okay. Uh, the the thing that was the most infuriating arc to me ever was the Flash Blinder arc. I knew it. Yes. I've I've never been more irrationally mad at my brother-in-law in in real life than that. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost wanted something to start happening because he was not a true android or something. And we kind of catch the idea of like him having glitches and the flash blinder was what it, what it ended up being because that was the easiest thing to kind of like play off as a glitch. Yeah, you know? cool. You could fix glitches, right? He wouldn't no. even let us try to fix it. <laughs> he would just act like, oh, I don't know what's going on. That was the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, also, that oh, that's an, another good reason is because, yeah, some of it Joe actually didn't know. Like, Joe wanted to be kind of in the dark, too, of his origins. So that, that also is why Joe didn't know what was going on sometimes. He didn't know who his daddy was. Yeah. <laughs> So like him, him killing Wop, well that might be one. That's not my least favorite moment. I mean, it was kind of cool that he did it, but I did not expect him to do that. Like that was fully his decision based on him learning what he learned. Oh, I would like to add a least favorite of um, what's the guy's name? What's the what's the Cobalt's name? Oh, Frank. Frank. Yeah, Frank. (laughs) Least favorite. Okay, can we? Now that we're here, please explain what that was. What Frank was? Yeah. He was trying to give us another crew member because he killed one. Literally. That was his plan, was it not? That was literally, I think, kind of what it was. I think Joe wanted to have picked up somebody in his little venture because he had to, you know, step away for like a month or something like that, right? And when he came back, he wanted to have another crew member, but he said, make it a kid and make it this, co- make it a cobalt. I was like, okay. And I thought this is going to be kind of pointless, but funny. So I was like, you know what? I'll make him a snot nosed, like dweeby kid. Yeah. I remember being especially annoyed when Darflon got his eye shot out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was fails. just like, what? Oh, what? yeah. That, oh, so no, that, I forgot yeah. to mention my favorite moment. My favorite moment was either Dre Star's betrayal That's actually or one of my uh, favorite moments too, because I'm pretty could have had that not yeah, happen. That's but why we was, were like, so good. And we we were we were canceling crit fails left and right, and I was just like, you know what? Whatever. Let's roll the card. And then my leg came mm. off, so it's unfortunate. But then I got super legs, so it wasn't all bad. Yeah, it was like it was, that's why it's my favorite. Is it's like it's you took something bad happening, you took a wound crit effect basically, and said, "Ah, screw it! I'm going to use it as an excuse to get cybernetic legs." 
Yeah. Then I was but, uh, three times faster than every other dwarf known to man. Yeah. Also, Natural I was hunters. I was also uh, well. Let me start by saying I really enjoyed the Dragon A games, but like uh, every round, fun. every round, like you had a new thing that was like designed to be worse, which is you know obviously how this goes. But that just I, I just remember every time you'd bring out there was a new mechanic that these guys had that we didn't know about yet, and I'm like, what the heck, Jeff? I'm so mad right now because I can't <laughs> do the thing I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I. I liked the idea of the Dragon A games, but I think the execution needs a tune-up. Like the well, idea of having combat tied to like basically like a Destiny raid is what I was going for, where it was like you had to balance combat with some other mechanic needing to be taken care of. Yeah, I mean, I thought the only thing is when we came down to that stalemate at the end of just uh, stabilizing and having one HP and nobody dying. Oh yeah! Oh yeah. yeah! That was me. Yeah, having the NPCs use their RP to stay alive. That was right. worst. Yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. I, I was yeah, like, I agreed. That's why the, yeah. I didn't do it ever that, again. Yeah, and like then we got to a point there, and you're like, okay, now just if they get if they go down, they're down. They're not getting back up. Yeah. Um. Any other least favorites? No. Uh. What about next topic? Was a uh, most regretted thing that you did as a player? Not killing philly i mm. wish and let True. me clarify this because no i get you a certain way i 100 know where you're going with this yeah when quag took him i wish that i had the foresight to put a bullet in his head right then and there and call it a day and then quag would have lost his leverage and we would have just reincarnated him 10 minutes later yeah that would have that would have been really somewhat annoying to me but not I'd, it would have been cool it had been the same amount of annoyance as you guys just resurrecting PK. Because mm-hmm. you guys that, bypassed a whole quest line, kind of, by not going after the guy that took PK's body. You just res- resurrected, and I was like, oh, well. <laughs> so you could have done roughly right. the same feeling if you just shot P- shot Photo, or Philly. And uh, Draystar wouldn't have had uh, anybody to... Dippity-doo with? To send in his place. Nah, well, we reincarnated. Yeah, we reincarnated him back. We would have yeah. killed him and then reincarnated him to like give the illusion that we don't care about the kid, and then and instantly bring him back. Guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. So at least that's my idea. That's that would be my regret. Any other regrets? You know, not. I don't have a deep regret about this, but a slight regret about pretty much rooting for Philly to die <laughs> in the last episode. Yeah, oh, like in the last episode. Okay. <laughs> you know, really, we were mad at Draystar, but we just took it out on Philly and didn't protect him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you combine that with you know, you guys feel betrayed. Tackett's loving it because he finally got to do the final piece for his character, and now he gets to play this you know jolly, happy kid for a minute. You know, I could see it being frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty bad because we're like, oh no, he's coming back. He just he just wants to give Philly a shot, you know. <laughs> And then, you know, about four turns in, we're like, oh, he ain't coming back. <laughs> he dipped. Yeah. My biggest regret, because <clears throat> going back and listening to the episode recently, actually, um, was giving Star the serum. Yeah. Because I had it. I had it first in my yeah. hand. I mean, yeah. it was going to get spicy. If well, yeah, listening to it, it, I realize now, like, it was so evident how badly he wanted that 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he didn't have to have it. We could have stored it in Photo's butthole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he had to have it. And that, like, going back and listening to that, that was super weird because we never did stuff like that. Yeah. Right. It was meant to feel awkward and weird because, yeah, it was like a moment where Draystar Trace, saw the thing he's been looking for for years. Just take it home, basically. Yeah. So uh, my biggest regret is giving it to him. Giving it to him. Yeah. Nice. Giving him yeah. the, the drow serum. X gave it to him. As another- my character, and I don't think I could have convinced him of this, but Skylar, I was really going to try and convince you from the very first round of that last uh, mount to give me an extra standard because I was going to full attack you and then dip out of there. But that didn't happen. <laughs> I, that would have been just the icing on the cake. Dude, I can't wait till we do the one shot to finish this thing. Yeah, I you hold up. Put you into oblivion, and you everyone wanted to, you love, and all of your family, and everybody in your race. You were gonna full attack, photo. Because yeah. remember, Draystar and photo kind of had a pretty big animosity. They'd always argue. Because yeah, he couldn't do damage. Yeah. He couldn't aim down his scope without your help was the biggest one. Yeah, basically. Which is true. I mean, he's kind of useless without me. Hmm. All right. Uh, no, any in, in other? Okay. Uh, let's move to a more happy, maybe a more happier topic. Uh, favorite NPC. Mine was PK. I From the very beginning... I just decided he was a throwaway character and I did a voice and y'all loved him. And I thought that's cool. And he became the most permanent character on the team or NPC on the team. What about y'all? Dave. Yeah. Dave. Dave. <laughs> All right. So Dave, <laughs> Dave. Dave is an interesting case. Um, let me scroll to wherever I have the quest that involved Dave. I really appreciated uh, the the guy that did yoga and sold me the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the shield projector guy. Shield projector, the original shield projector. I'm gonna have to go with PK. Yeah, I'm gonna echo Jeff's. Where did I put Dave? No, not there. I'm trying to find the quest area where I had Dave because I could show you guys like what the original idea was for Dave, and then I scrapped it at like the last minute and created the Dave that we all know and love. I can't, I can't find it unless it's up here. No, uh, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, there was a the whole. Th- oh, it was EO. That's right. It was, that's right. That was the whole origin of it. That's right. Dave's derelict. Here we go. <laughs> so, the whole Dave thing was originally a tie-in for EO's backstory that I had planned a long, you know, from the beginning, which mm-hmm. was that y'all would find EO's original body, which was a human. That's right, and it was gonna kind of it was gonna kind of further the plot as to why EO was killed and all this sort of stuff, and why he got reincarnated as an android and all that. But you guys killed EO, so and I whoa whoa whoa, (laughs) Callie Callie has killed yeah. Hallius killed EO. Ghosted his little, no, no, wait, I gotta whisper in his ear and I'm gonna take credit. No, I killed EO. True. Callius killed EO. So I was like, crap. But I still had it all planned out of the, like, the undead kind of, I was going for like a dead spacey vibe with some of the stuff and it kept changing and changing and changing. Like, I was gonna go really dead space 
you know, inspired. And then it changed to where I was like, I'll just do a Necrovite that's, you know, taking over the ship. And I'll just, he kept changing up to like the last few weeks. And like the last few weeks, I finally just went, you know what? Why should I make him just a generic bad guy? I was like, I should make it. I, should, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a book from a, some anime I was watching where there was a necromancer and he wanted to be killed because he was tired of being in, being immortal. And I thought that's a funny, like whatever you call it irony, you know, that he's, he's immortal, but he wants, he doesn't like being immortal and he wants to be killed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, oh, that'll be cool. I, you know, make it kind of funny. And then you guys basically suicide helplined him <laughs> and made him not want to die anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh my god, that's so cool! You've turned the guy's life around, basically." So I was like, "All right, he's he's gonna be a bro now." But yeah, that's that's sort of Dave's origin. He kind of sprung up at the last minute. Um, you know, that reminded me of a uh, of EO's entrance to the to the campaign, where uh, uh, yeah, because uh, Skylar joined in after we started, but before the podcast started. You're welcome. Are you welcoming yeah. him or us? Yeah. Y'all, because I brought yeah. him in. Yeah. But what about him? Did he not want to play? I did want to play. Yeah, he, he did. To play. Dude, he, he he continually wants to play. Like he's he's part of the he's Chris he's part of Chris and Company. Yeah. No, that ain't what we're saying. Um, yeah, you're misunderstanding my comment. Yeah. The yeah. founder of the cream team, dude. Yeah, yeah the dude, founder of the cream co-founder. Team. Oh yeah, co-founder, Matt. Yeah, Matt yeah. was the other co-founder, right? Yeah, Matt gets at least partial. Oh, yeah, that's right. When EO died, he looked at Darfon and said, Live on. (laughs) Live on with the cream team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, EO's introduction, which was before the podcast, was Darfon (laughs) got poisoned (laughs) randomly. Well, so what was great about that, though, was the fact that just about every other encounter, Darfon ended with some sort of disease or lethal poison. Yep. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. oftentimes, like, yeah, I dealt with it for a day or two. Like, just I couldn't, I couldn't save to save my life on those things. And then, and what's crazy is most of those are fort saves. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just was rolling boo boo on all the all the saves. But then my uh, my introduction is getting needle shivved by a child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got needle shivved, you got infect diseased, and then EO just walks up in the middle of a shopping like, square. Hey, can I help with that? Yeah, and helps him out and then joins the team. I really wanted you to be a were beast of some kind and transform randomly. I mean he is technically Darfon's still a were tiger. It just we didn't it, do the stats for lycanthropy good enough for high levels. So it's Yeah, not, it didn't really make useful. it worth it. It's useful at lower levels, but it's more of a novelty thing detail for him. Um, where are we on? We're on favorite NPCs. Any other NPCs? All right, so I know I kill him or get him killed, but Philly was my favorite NPC just because I well, got to play. He really him showed it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did show it. That's why I sent him to absolute demise. <laughs> Tracer showed it by always helping Philly in some way. I just thought it was funny because he was turning. Yeah, he helped him to the afterlife. He was, <laughs> turning, he was turning him into like a mini psycho, and I thought that was fun. Sent that boy straight to God. Yeah. Did we bring him back? I don't remember now. No, no we I don't think never so. did. We were. We said this is what we're going to do at the end of the episode, but like. 
They just they got late, I guess. We didn't think about it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, Philly can we can say Philly got revived at some point during our episode. Are we going to reincarnate him or are we going to resurrect him? Uh, I think it's better if he stays dead because that means we just got one more one more reason to go after Draystar. <laughs> it's like that plot hole in just about every movie where you're like, wait a minute. You what could. if you just did this and the problem wouldn't be as bad, but they're like, nope, <laughs> I want to be mad about this. I was about <laughs> to say, with all the people that we have reincarnated, it makes zero sense to not reincarnate oh, Philly. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's better if we don't. Okay. <laughs> Let the boy rest. I feel we should reincarnate him, but it is what it is. Yeah, we got I mean, we aren't going to do the, the bonus, you know, two shot or whatever it'll be the bonus adventure for a couple months. It'll Dude, be, it's going to be in the middle a of season two of five minutes as we nuke his planet. It's yeah, either a one shot or a we'll two step. Ah, I will talk about that. Uh, okay. Any, no other NPCs ne- necessarily. Like I loved, I loved the whole redneck thing. <laughs> oh, bless well, you. Why? <laughs> you couldn't cover the mic or anything, but oh no, I leaned uh, up to it actually. I could tell. That's why, why I asked why. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I I enjoyed the the little spree of redneck ism we did when we went to Nirhima. Oh, that oh, was yes. a good we time. Took, we took the planet and turned it into just Hickville. The Hickville. The whole Hickville. planet's Hickville, apparently. Yeah. That's just Alabama. Yeah, me okay. and Skylar did it up on that one. Which is funny because Skyler is not from Hickville. I mean, I was just making fun of you guys the whole time. All the rest of us oh. are. Uh, you said you ugly. Let's see. Uh, I mean, I also enjoyed Auntie Auntie's antics too. I I really the the one shot that we did with the uh, nose people, no yeah, nose people, the no nose yeah. people was the actually hilarious. Yeah, they were they were pretty good. Uh. All right, so next topic is going to be more of like, I don't have anything prepared because it's more of a, for y'all, questions that you want me to pull the curtain back on. Certain fights or the Serenians. You going to let us know how you cheated? No, I don't think I ever really cheated. Let us know how you cheated. Let's pull them back. Oh, yeah, there's no way to cheat in Roll20. What are you talking about? There isn't. I looked it up. <laughs> there, there was a period there where I was getting annoyed, and you thought, "Is he cheating?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Jeff has to be cheating. Like, there's no way he's not right now. This is stupid." Because it was like any time we needed like good to have to something. Happen. Yeah, it's like really, I just went through a streak where I rolled a bunch of crit fails, and you were rolling crits against me, and I was like, "Nope, this is garbage. Jeff is not playing this game the way he's supposed to." <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> No, yeah, I know. I, I never really cheated. I never, I really tried not to even be meta when it comes to certain things, too. Well, maybe if you quit cheating. Yeah. Uh, no, is there any other, any sort of thing you want me to pull curtain back on? No, what I tend to leave. The, I tend to keep the curtain where it is. Okay. What'd you say, Ethan? I was asking what level Quag was. 24. Uh, 24. That explains a whole lot. Yeah, he was, uh, when he couldn't fail any save that I had. Oh, yeah, he was... He was the max, max level above your level that is still technically beatable. Yeah. So if you made him 25, we couldn't have beat him? No, it's yeah, just like... It, it, it would have been nearly impossible. Yeah. It would have been above So if you made him 26, it would have been impossible. 
Yeah, because you can't hit their AC to get off the first debuff to then have a chance to hit it later. Like, if that makes sense. It becomes such a... It's just not fun. Yeah, pretty much. And they always hit, and their damages are crazy. Yeah, two shots. those high levels, I don't need to use weapons. I just have to slap you. I realized that when you did slap somebody and did, like, a bunch of damage. Yeah, he does, like, (laughs) 21d6 plus 24. Jeff, what was the uh, what was the original intent the first time Quag showed up on the ship and all the dudes boarded and we were like really supposed to probably get slapped and then Cameron threw up that wall and we just funneled him in and no, I mean that was I didn't expect we were, we were to get slapped. Did you? But I, did I mean, you expect I, us I to kill everything y'all. on that floor? Yes. No. Okay. What? <laughs> I did expect y'all to kill everything in the the hangar bay. I expected it to hinder y'all more so that y'all would be less inclined to try and fight Quag when he shows up. I wanted y'all to be like low on RP and health and be like, oh, we can't risk it. But y'all, you know, obviously outsmarted <laughs> and did the whole wall thing and then that we risked happened. It for the biscuit. For Which sure. led to Quag getting freaking shot. Um, and Dre started getting the skull. And crack. then Dre started nearly getting killed with a mind thrust. Uh, Man, imagine if Dreysar had just been finished there, how much better the ending could have been. <laughs> yeah, imagine if we just killed him in his sleep every night. <laughs> like I did every, with Leo. <laughs> every night, just over and over. I can. Welcome to hell, Dreysar. <laughs> we kill him in his sleep, me. and then we resurrect him the next day so we could kill him again the next night. This is a Prometheus and the Eagle liver. <laughs> If you guys want, I could tell y'all sort of like the origins of the Serenians from a like making the story standpoint. Yeah, it was somebody's butthole, I'm sure. No, That's I mean fair. like I ain't what I meant. Boilers. I mean like uh, when we started the campaign, <laughs> we've got I another had, season. Are we sure we should drop this now? I mean, uh, you're doing the next season, so I doubt you would be implementing what I had planned. I doubt that. I don't think it'll affect your campaign. Well, we're about to find out. It's just, Drop I'm just it. gonna, I was just going to explain, like, when we started the campaign. Was Quag from the beginning? Yes. Basically. Yeah, because he was spoilered in, like, episode 10. Yeah, and you guys Are found you that random about, dead yeah, guy that in knew space? about the, yeah, he, yeah, something about the tendrilled the ones. The Vanguard or of the tendrilled ones. Yeah, yeah because of him. Yeah, see, the Vanguard. So, see, that, that thing, <laughs> that's not a thing anymore, probably. <laughs> Ooh, I got a question. Because back at the very beginning, I had the whole idea of like, you guys are all, you know, you don't know any of each of you hardly other than Callus and Thanatos. But every, all the rest of you are in prison for random things. And you'd all slowly work together and figure out that you all have something in common with the Serenians in some way. That's kind of how I tried to fill in the storylines to give you all huh. one through thread. Um and it was going to lead y'all down a path to discovering some secret invasion by the long-lost, forgotten Serenians. Yeah, you know? so my question probably but goes along with that. It, it changed because I did more research on Mind Flayers and stuff, and I realized that they weren't militaristic. They were more in the shadows. Rapey. Not really rapey. Well, that's <laughs> Not why? Rapey. That's something. <laughs> but I researched and saw that like they could the way they operate and some people on YouTube talk about mind flayers as being kind of like they're a disease they literally or a virus they literally kill the thing that they need to stay alive 
Like they eat brains, but they also need brains to make them. So that's obviously never going to work as a longstanding civilization. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to tweak it and not make them an invasion force or something where Quakozak's the leader of or some crap. I was like, I'm just going to make them more Mind Flayer-like just in Starfinder. And that's where it kind of warped and became more like the Mind Flayer mythos that we all already know. Hmm. Which honestly is probably better. That's where the whole Vanguard thing came from. What was your question? Do you remember when we got that vision of this giant, like, orb eyeball thing that was a ship coming over the planet? I think it was at Jensen's planet, actually. It wasn't Jensen's planet. You're thinking of Tolmei. Ah. Right? Yeah. When you guys like went to Tolmei. Like had to run away from? Yeah. Yes. And everybody was, like, freaking out. When you guys yes. went to Tolmei, um, for Draystar's sister and yes, some other yes. reason. There was two reasons. But and that was also the thing where I gave y'all the I gave y'all the players the vision of some other caber who we never really got to show up because of quests getting skipped here and there. So that character from Thanatos' backstory never got to show up really. Um but that whole orb that like wiped out plant you know cities on Tulme. Yeah, what yeah. was that? You don't get That's to know that. What, dude? This is post. Yeah, that's post, think. but it could be next. Yeah, I don't think I had a really. I think I was doing that, and if you guys pursued it, I was going to expand on it later. It was more of a just a Serenian thing happening. Why I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna plan that far ahead unless y'all wanted to. It was a Serenian thing. Yeah, I, I said it was a Serenian thing. Next question. What was well, behind the puzzle you didn't give us enough information to solve? He already uh, told us. Yeah, I, well, I told, well, yeah, I told y'all, but I, you know, the podcast people didn't get to hear it. You know, our audience didn't get to hear that. Um, you guys were supposed to find dead Serenians in that uh, first room, the like yeah. dissection chamber or something. Yeah. And y'all were supposed to take their tendrils off and plug them into those. Those slimy, those slimy slots. So it was a Bedusi. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh God. Um, and then did that you was ask going that question to just so you could say that. Probably yes, he did. Absolutely uh, not. I was genuinely curious what was behind, like what happened when the puzzle was solved. So when you the did Bidusi that puzzle, when you do that, okay. there was going to be a doorway <laughs> at the end of the hall, and that dial was going to like. Honestly, the dial was kind of useless. It was kind of a it was not a MacGuffin. What's the one? Red herring. Red the, herring. the dial was a red herring, but the there would be a doorway, like a portal. And if you went through it, you'd basically be in a dark room on top of a bunch of corpses that are. It's basically a corpse Full graveyard, of and it was a corpse graveyard, and it was going to be kind of like similar to like the trash compactor from Star Wars, where it was like squishing the corpses, and you had to escape. So it wasn't a good thing. No, it was going to be a bad. It was going to be a bad, bad trap because it was going to portal y'all to an undisclosed location. So you don't even know. You can't even teleport out yourself because you don't know where you are, or you can't like, you can't like do the teleport where you have to do distance. You'd have to do the teleport that's based on you know memory or something. But it was going to be like just a trap. So it's a good thing we didn't have all the information. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It would have. It would have added thirty minutes to the to the session good times any other things okay uh 
next topic is uh, lessons learned, basically, or overall campaign gripes. Never use roll twenty for truth. <laughs> Ah, well, I guess, yeah, I'm guessing we won't. We're getting into using (laughs) Foundry, and Foundry seems to be pretty nice. Um, I I don't know. I I think Scott already mentioned this, but I really didn't like ship combat either. Yeah. Yeah. Starship combat, we didn't do enough of. I think if we did enough... We did plenty. (laughs) I think we did too much. No. If if you ram a ship into another ship, it should absolutely decimate that ship. <laughs> and the, it does, like, it's like just what, two d two d twenty to a twelve hundred health ship. <laughs> it, the the issue is that it's one of those things where like a lot of a lot of things in this game don't really make sense because of the rules and like how it has to work. Like make it fair, kind yeah, of thing. like. Uh, to point blank somebody like I can walk up behind a man standing absolutely still and shoot him in the back of the head. But if I roll a one, my gun's going to explode like that, or I'm going to miss and shoot my own toe off. Like that doesn't make sense, but it just kind of is. And that's like one of the things with the starship combat. I feel like is just like, it's never really going to make sense. Yeah. I mean, well, if you're going to do it, you just have to do it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is we had, there was one, spaceship combat i don't remember which one but it was like the second or third one because we did like a few kind of close together so that you guys got the gist of the rules so i'm like the second or third one and that combat was really actually dynamic and fun i felt that was the only one but that's why is because you guys constantly had to struggle obviously re-remembering all the rules even though I had handouts for all the rules practically, but it was still. I think I'd rather a mess. poop glass, Jeff. Yeah, I know. Poop <laughs> glass. <laughs> Dang, that is strong. Oh man. Which the lesson from that is, well, that'll be up Don't to why. Cameron. That'll, oh, no. that'll Don't be up to Cameron why. on how he wants to tweak how Starship combat works. You just gotta let it bleed. Oh, that's <laughs> what that is. I'm so done. <laughs> Ethan, don't you have a donut to sit on? <laughs> he does after his glass. Bro, my hemorrhoid's gone, man. Excellent. I'm uh, glad that everybody is hearing now about everyone knows this. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, my only, uh, my other roids. My other lesson learned or gripe or whatever was that we didn't stick to all the homebrew rules that we had made. Which ones did we not? Grenades. Well, oh, I always rule. added it, but we stopped oh, you using did? grenades. I, I stopped doing it, which is I reminded why I stopped you, using grenades. Yeah, I reminded you every time I every believe. Time you, yeah, every time you thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah, and I'd do the damage. Cause basically was that adding it was, your level to damage? It was adding the item level to the damage. the number of dice, right? actually. Or number of dice. Yeah, it was adding like yeah, it a... It was on rule. Yeah, see, that's why. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like the rule, because like, I never remembered it. Yeah. Um, and also, just like I made, you know, homebrew weapons and other stuff that, like the bows, which I think might be because we didn't use them because I think literally like two months later, the whatever book came out that had bows. Yeah, yeah that's there, why we never used them. There wasn't a need for most of them because there was already other stuff. Uh, yeah. That was official. Yeah. That was our little lessons, I guess. Um. And then the last topic really is our bonus episodes in a couple of months. Um, if you haven't figured it out yet, it's going to be assaulting the House Dire estate. Yeah, we're going to make Dre Star reverse poop glass. Yeah, we're already 
you know. Eat glass. Well, Easter guess- it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Some glass, like that yeah. dude that did that to the jar all those years no. ago? Why? Stop. No. <laughs> all We're not talking about that. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, no. You have you no cooth. <laughs> we cannot be kid-friendly anymore. Charlie you should Prince? never have been. Have uh, <laughs> you no cooth. Anyway, yeah. so... Anyway. Charlie Cooth. Uh, I would love to see the dire special. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see that at some point. Oh, man. It'll be a couple of months. I we'll mean, we'll be, you know, we'll you know, be just let bygones be bygones and just, you know, live your life yeah. to the fullest. Yeah, oh, Trey Star is about to be a bygone. Exactly. <laughs> uh, He's about but, to take the whole college dirt now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's. I don't know. If there's any other just topics? Uh, wait, we have any? We have questions, right? Some some people. Yeah, we got some, a couple questions. Yep. Listener yep. questions. Wait, what? We got listener questions? Yeah, I'm slap you. Well, no, Ethan wasn't here when, a while ago, so he doesn't yeah, even like know. Like I said, I'm gonna slap you. So, um, <laughs> let's Here's let's start with one no of cooties. our. <laughs> yeah, let's start with one of our best questions. Do uh, any of Skylar's other characters in games have such a strong anal focus? Uh, actually, every single one of them uh, is anally focused. <laughs> Respect. Respect. And will continue to be anally focused. Could we could we delve into a little bit of uh, the character choices there? And Yeah, the motivations. Yeah. Um, Are you asking Skyler? Why? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's that's actually, what I want to know. It's, it's <laughs> this, just, is, this is really a Matt to Skyler kind of conversation. <laughs> I just, just all of all of my characters happen to have enormous prostates. <laughs> okay, so that makes you love anal. I, I, I oh, okay. That's that's a different thing that we were even talking about. Wow. <laughs> so you see, it's it's all just a thing for you know, get uh huh. Uh-huh. It's just pleasure. We, we, we get it. Okay. Yeah, we get okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry I asked, actually. As you should be. So the that answer was, was my yes. bad, guys. All of Skylar's characters are anally uh, focused. Um, what, uh, what's, what's the next one? Follow-up question. Let's hear more about Darflon's Pathfinder origin. Oh. And this is follow-up because Matt had a follow-up. So it's a follow-up on the follow-up. I'm so confused. It's a question for Matt. I get that. (laughs) I'm going to defer a lot of this question to Jeff because I'll I'll be honest. I I don't remember a lot of that. Like that was our first ever. I was in college then, and then like we were all a year after. Yeah, a year after that, I changed my major and completely started over at a different college, and like I got a whole college degree since that happened. So you yeah. just like you change degrees and wipe the memory of everything that, before. Like uh, there's a lot that you'll say and I'll go, oh yeah, that totally happened. But he was a yeah. cavalryman. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, he rose um, Virgil. The I was a cavalier. Yeah, he was I a cavalier. Basics, but as far as story stuff goes, that'll be. Yeah, in Pat, it was Pathfinder, and it was uh, freaking what eight years ago? Uh, yeah, nine, eight probably. or nine. It was eight. It was eight years Probably ago. Probably twenty fourteen. It was like it was like twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. So seven, eight years ago. Uh, it was our first ever just tabletop 
game we did yeah. with Pathfinder. And we were all convinced story... that was for nerds. And Jeff was like, let's guys, let's just do it. We're like, no, oh, that's for nerds. And then Jeff, <laughs> Jeff finally convinced us to do it. We're like, all right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I convinced y'all to do it, and y'all, y'all loved it. Um, but yeah, everyone, you know, it was everyone's first try, and it was a decent story from what I remember. Um, I based it heavily on Darkest Dungeon, which I think I told y'all that a long time ago. Is that like the town of Anchor was basically ha- like the hamlet? Um, I almost got crushed by a big dragon. Yeah, the final boss was a. Uh, what do you call the col- the thing where all the colors are t- the same are together? You put it on like cars. Colorblind. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Opalescent. Opalescent or whatever. Pearlescent. This is shape. Pearlescent. Well, I guess pearlescent would count. Yeah, it was a dragon that could change its elements on the fly. Basically, that was the final boss. I was also a cleric that tried to be combat focused. And did it yeah, work? And then you you quickly changed. <laughs> Is starting to play a game and jumping in as a cleric as your first ever character is probably not smart. Um, but then you switch to play a barbarian or something, right? It was a tiefling or not tiefling Strix. But yeah, that was it was, it was a pretty generic, pretty generic Pathfinder good versus evil sort of campaign where y'all were saving the the country. From the evil drow slash uh, dragon, right? I remember. If we want like a deep dive, I do have the notes and stuff. I'd have to go through and read, and we could put that out somewhere. Maybe we'll put it on the world anvil thing. Um, well, that was the next question. Well, do I need is the other? next question? This one is at Tackett Draystar. We'd love to hear more about what he would have liked to do with the drow stuff. And obviously we've given some spoilers already, like die a painful death. <laughs> but no, let's I hear from Tackett. Those are all his wishes. Yeah. Right. Well, um, I think over the course of the campaign, uh, reveals sort of what Dracer's main motivation was, which was beyond just getting revenge, but to find some kind of technology or weapon to bring back to his family so that he could remain with his family. He's Wait, so Draystar's main motivation wasn't being a simp for his mom? I mean, oh, you could call it that. that. I he, didn't, he didn't well, also want to get his mom's... What did you call it, Ethan? Say that nope. again? No. Come on. Come on. I need to hear no, something. Courtney was talking no, to me. Please. No. No. Pause. No. We're done. We're done right Rewind. there. Nope. 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 I need you to. I need this. I need <laughs> this. Absolutely nope. not. As close as you're getting. No Give it to me, Skyler. What you got? Give it to Anyway, he. So he's been searched. He's 180 years old. He's been searching for 80 years for this. So this is what he was looking for. And in his sort of backstory he's been looking with different crews but he always kills off the crew that he's with so that he doesn't have to deal with how he's so weak i mean yeah i mean he technically didn't kill off the last crew because that was uh yeah that well well, not that crew was from way before but yeah he didn't kill that oh that was the first one that's right yeah Yeah. because jode the guy y'all fought that's the guy that shot my eye out wasn't it yeah jode was the guy that shot your eye out and jode you know was the guy that supposedly betrayed Draystar. Uh, it was the other way around, actually. 
Spoilers. Dude. Wow, what a dingus. Yeah, so Joe, uh, Star left Joe on a ship to get captured and killed, and he took an escape pod. So I felt like it uh, went hand in hand with sort of what happened now this time. Anyway, the point behind the drow stuff was to try and find a weapon that could bring Star back home to f- sort of fulfill his goal, life mission, whatever you want to call it. And naturally he failed. I mean, he got the serum that uh, can grant telekin or what was it? It literally, it's a game-breaking serum, really. It's a serum that can give drow, basically, I think, what did I say, like half their level in... Oh, level minus cast, five. Or level minus five in cast, in spells known, or spells, like, you get you learn how to do spells. You got two classes. You were, yeah, you get to two class for free, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he found that, he brought that back, and believes this will... Uh, Finally, bring it back in. I would say that more than likely, this still would not bring <laughs> him back to his mother, just because her entire—that's her, his mother's purpose for him—is to search for things. And so, I don't know what eventually would happen to him. But hey, that's that is. Yeah, that's do. that's for y'all to find out, and in, in the bonus uh, episodes later. I fully expect him to be locked in a dungeon, getting tortured for being a failure when we go kill him. I'll also say that if for some reason the house dyer does manage to still survive and Drestar is alive, that he, sh- the the matron would probably kill Drestar because she is very, she would not be happy that he brought y'all to her doorstep. Bro, there's going to be no one left. Blammo. Blammo. Bing bong. Kaboom. Bing bong. But I enjoyed Dressar. I enjoyed being evil, and I tried to be evil throughout. And I hope I was. Who knows? As a, you were, you were the most evil out of all of us for sure. He was. Yeah, I mean, as he, a character, he, he was excellent. Kid. But as a as a character in a team, he was he played his character. Yeah, round of round of golf claps. Right. I, I respect everything that happened as a person, but as Thanatos, he's got to go. <laughs> but anyway, next question. Next question uh was ghost tired of playing ghost and we do not have joe here today who wants to field this question but we have his uh brother-in-law ethan and also just from what joe told me but it was more of a it was a life thing life Uh, it was a life thing he had a family life thing that got too big he's he's got four kids Uh, they were in the process of renovating a house and he was super busy as an assistant football coach too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was just life caught up to him and he couldn't like something had to give. And I mean, this is, <laughs> this is the one thing that you can give up without really any consequences. So um, it's not that he was tired of playing. It's just that he really couldn't continue. Um, yeah. But even up to the end, I mean, he recorded those messages uh, and wanted to be as, much of a part as he could be. Uh, yeah. And even not here, his character was super annoying and we got to right. listen to his stupid catchphrases. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that Joe gave me, I asked for like a few and he gave me 30 of different, yeah. like of 30 of like, I think it was like 10 phrases, but it was each phrase had three versions basically. <laughs> so oh, I had cool, to quickly, right? I had to quickly listen to all of them repetitively and pick the ones I thought would work best for the the fight. Um, 
I specifically chose the one with the moan on purpose because I need. I, I heard that. <laughs> and I went, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, that's when totally went, unintentional. What was that moan? <laughs> like that was unintentional on his part, but I was like, it's perfect. I was like, it got a reaction out of me, and I knew it'd get get y'all too. Uh, but yeah, yes. Joe Joe didn't leave because he was tired. He left because he kind of had to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the fact that Ethan said that this is the one thing you can give up tells me that he's not dedicated. So he's actually being removed from the podcast as we speak. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. My condolences. As is anyone else who thinks this is. Uh... <laughs> that, that was a good show. I'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Um, uh, next question. Yeah, next one. Did Skylar ever start to get bored at all of just being the support? Oh, wow, that's actually a really good question. Uh, no, that's actually the only character that I like playing is, like, the support character. Like, like I do you do that in League, too? Yes, I do that in every every video game, every anything that I play. I, I like being the support. I, I, like, could care less about any so, of... Like, I just like being that, like, background character who, like, has the quips sometimes and then, like, helps out other people. So when you boot up a game of Skyrim, are you like you follow Lydia around? Yeah, he follows like, Lydia around. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He's just like I got Dude, the heels. I'm born to her burdens. <laughs> I'm born to carry her. She's the dragonborn. I'm yeah. just I actually there. I don't ever go into the the guy looking for uh, something to protect myself or deal damage. I'm actually just there to sell him things. <laughs> Lydia's things, but, in fact. Like straight up. Can you imagine how different combat would have been if without the photo, eyes? W- without it, like if photo, <laughs> oh, yeah. just, not even with the eyes, but just photos. No, yeah, yeah, mega like get mega get or the ability moves. to the they moves, in, the standards, the, the healing handy. stamina, like all that stuff. It, it came mm. in the extra twos actually made changes a lot. There were a lot of times where his get was important, oh, yeah. where it was like. You, I was like, oh, you meant, wait, you, you, you I get him. Okay, yeah, you're going to hit then. Yeah. Like, it happened a lot. It, you know, you would think, you know, a one or a two isn't going to make that big of a difference, but apparently it does. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean the math's that's pretty a, tight. So. Yeah, the math, math checks out. Speaking yeah. of the eyes, how unfortunate was that in the last session? Oh, yeah. <laughs> where yes. they all had eyes? <laughs> no, where he rolled 13 13s oh, in yeah. a row or whatever <laughs> yeah. it was. I've never been so furious. Yeah. Yeah. I purposely didn't you know, obviously meta and use eyes all the time. I decided that I wasn't gonna do that. I was gonna let y'all have your have fun with it. And then I thought ah, I should do it for the final boss just to level the playing field a little. Mm-hmm. Jeff, you threw a level twenty four character at us. <laughs> Speaking of level twenty four characters, that actually brings us to our next question and our final question. Jeff, were you getting burnt out and that's why the jump to level 20? Or was it something else? Eh, kinda. I mean, I was, I had the ending planned a long time ago. Like, I had, I think you could honestly probably look at the whole campaign and see the pieces I had planned meticulously and the pieces that weren't. And those are like the crowning moments that I, you know, like the, uh, the whole tomb of Vormir with the ad tracks, all that, that whole thing I had planned for six months. The dungeon we went through? A huge dungeon. Yeah. yeah. I spent a ton of time on that. I spent a ton mm-hmm. of time on Draconae. I spent a ton of time on Quakozak showing up. 
Um, and then I had a ton of effort put into the final fight and layer. And I, mm-hmm. I saw, I think originally I had it at 15, but we kept going and the story kept just getting bigger. And I was like, okay, we're hitting level 15 now. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll bump it to 20. And I was like, but we're getting so close. I felt like we need, we were reaching a point where it was like, okay, either we reach the end now and you guys will be maybe level 18, maybe for the vinyl fight, or I have to come up with stuff for the next two months to push y'all to 20. And I was like, I, we were already starting to kind of plan Cameron's campaign a little bit. Yeah, a good bit um, of it, I believe, a good bit at least, was the uh, we wanted to end it around the holidays. Like that yeah. was kind of predetermined. It's kind of pre, yeah. We really, I started pushing for that. We started pushing that like, you know, back in like September or August that we were going to try and aim for holidays as the ending. Yeah. So it was like all of that combined with, yeah, I was a little burnt out on it just from a, it's hard to prep high level stuff and make it entertaining and not just a slog fest. So I was like, ah, do I want to, you know, it was like, okay, whatever. We'll just, it, plus it, it makes for a good surprise and reveal and it lets y'all get to experience level 20. So, yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty fun jump too. Like, well, it made a lot of sense. It made um, sense. I, you know, I, the whole gith in the maelstrom time warp stuff, I was like, ah, that all makes sense so that y'all can just yeah. bump up to 20 and be fully prepped. All right. Well, I believe that's uh, all of our worthwhile questions. Yeah. Um, Not a single one for me? Well, I mean... Oh, how did I scare you? Scared you? No, I mean, there is one for you. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Oh, there is? Okay. I was going to I was gonna make I was gonna make up one. I was going to think bad. of one. I skipped one, bro. So, uh, there's actually... going to be some stupid question you're making up off the top of your head. Yeah, how many wiener... So... <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not directly for Ethan, it's more so for Jeff, but uh did Ethan's portrayal of the caber shift any lore that Jeff had? What does he mean what do we what do we mean by portrayal of, of him? Like that's the question I have for the question. Um just the way he presented them. Um I guess learned by really? cheeks. <laughs> what, what, no, not when really. You the, the what about the colorful hair? No, the co- I mean the, no, the that's whole. In the, yeah, that was always in there. there. The pointed I, butt cheeks isn't in it. I don't remember the pointed butt cheeks. I don't either. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't even I have two more horns, and they are my butt cheeks yeah, in the Dragonite games. Because <laughs> as soon as we got there, there was the pool, and I got butt naked. <laughs> I told you guys that my butt cheeks are just more horns. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. That's not that, that's not normally anatomically correct for a caber. Yeah, so to answer this question, the answer is obviously no. No, it had uh, no the, effect. The caber, yeah, the caber were always going to be kind of a catch-all type character. They were meant to be kind of like a gnome, but also an elf, but also a tiefling, but also a human. That was kind of my... I wanted to have just this mushed because that's what they are in the lore. Is they're literally just formed out of raw magic. They're not a species from primordial muck. They're from wild magic, really. So I was like, I, it kind of it, it kind of makes it a blank. It's like a human. You know, blank, humans can be any type of character. To me, cabers are the same way. 
Gotcha. So, nah, yeah, Ethan, Ethan portrayed them just fine. It didn't really come up that often either. Right. Only when EO tried to jug me. Mm. Yeah, that. Oh, that's probably one of that's probably my least favorite moment. I'd have killed you too. The whole like almost date rapey drugging thing. I did. I, that was. You a, would have killed me. That was a oh, t- no, tough not subject. Not that. Not that. Not that. Like if yeah. if I would have gotten my. Uh, Are you about your fight? Okay. Yeah, if I would have got my serum off. Yeah, I'm oh, not. Yeah. A, I'm not a combat guy. I'm not an idiot either, though, and I would know that. That's why I summoned twelve proteans to just wreck you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. run train on you. Well, right. weenies. Twelve yep. weenies. Plus That's how we're ending this horns. talk. We're ending with twelve weenies. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, it was a fun campaign. I think. I think it. I think the story. What do you got? Did did it feel like the story made sense as it went? Because it really was a. It was difficult. I took the. I I took a very difficult task of taking characters that don't have anything to do with each other, and trying to mush them into a single thread, so that like basically all of you had your own web of stories and they all started to connect and make a single story. Yeah, but, I think it. I think it all came together pretty well. Like it's very. It got, I, yeah. Like you said, I mean, it's difficult because we basically started like you just told us like, hey, give me a little something about you and uh, we'll kind of like essentially we just did a choose your own adventure side quest adventure for a lot. You of know, yeah. 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 But then you several, actually turned a lot of that stuff back to main story. Yeah. Right. Right. Which so, was cool. Yeah. That was <laughs> really what it came down to was me having to be on top of it to like see the yeah, puzzle was, pieces that are to different puzzles and go, oh, I could mush these two together and it makes sense. Yeah, it was definitely a difficult starting place for that, but I think for the most part it ended up in a really good place. But yeah. Save the part that Drew starts alive. Yeah, yeah well, we should, that'll but... be rectified or handled probably. Oh, no, guys, come on. I have a final question. We, okay. What is in a hypothetical one shot that involves the ending of the dire household? What is Tackett going to be doing? Tackett uh, is the person. Tackett will be playing a character. Um, Old Dreystar trying I did not to see that us. coming. Yeah, Tackett will be playing a character, but he won't be playing Dreystar. He'll be playing some other character that will be tied to the one shot itself. And that's okay. all I'll say until we get to it. Oh, yeah. Is that, sure is that reliant on us resurrecting Philly? No. <laughs> and Technically, I've told some it. of y'all already. Some of y'all yeah. already know. But I you know, wonder if it was for me. the audience, you know, they'll have to wait <laughs> and find out. But yeah, Tackett will be playing a different character for that one shot. Sorry, I didn't mean to end our ending in a different spot. So back to the 12 wieners, and we'll see you guys next week. Or the next week. I was say, or the next, next week. week. It, we're taking uh, we're taking a couple of weeks before yes. we start season two. We'll we're be take starting some more time off for the holidays. Well, it ain't, no, it's not holidays now. Now it's say, just, what holidays? Every holidays day's a now. holiday. Is it the it's holiday where Dre Star gets into his mom's badusi? Every uh, day's uh, a holiday. more of a we're taking a break for prep for season two, and then also holidays. to build up a little bit of. Uh, back up for our our stuff so we can try and keep up the whole gist of us always releasing weekly. Well, they didn't need to know that, Jeff. Holidays. Well, they, I mean, the, 
we talked about holidays and stuff. Anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll be back. In a, Good night. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Keep. Oh wait, plugs. Wait to keep y'all updated. Hashtag, please hashtag. go to our Twitter at Crits and Company because I've been posting. If you haven't been there yet, I've been posting lore and stuff as we go, and then also, you know, once we start season two, it'll be you know talked about there, and also we're doing World Anvil. We're putting all the lore and possibly even some of the history of the first campaign kind of into World Anvil and making and we'll make it pl- we'll make it public in the coming weeks and kind of release publicly different pieces as we keep adding to it and sort of formalizing it. Um but we'll have that linked and talked about from our Twitter at Crits and Company. And you won't even have to pay for it. Yeah, it'll be free. Yeah, you guys get tons of lore and the GMs out there because I know we have we have a good couple of GMs that listen to us. Um, They can read my ideas and get yeah, yeah, improve (laughs) them, make them better. Merry Christmas! What's the saying? The built on the back of giants. Uh, I'm a giant. I'm pretty nice, isn't it? (laughs) That don't inflate my ego too much. Uh, But yeah, with that, guys. We'll uh, see y'all in season two. Better, better.